Well, on this family day, it is time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi, and happy family day. Same to you. I feel this is still like a relatively new holiday. It creeps up on me every year. I forget that we have it. Yeah, no, it's true. And, you know, when it was sort of first announced and Christy Clark was going to do it, it was changed the date, too. So, you know, it's kind of floated around there. But you kind of go, ooh, do I want a long weekend in February, even living in Victoria? And then you go, hey, it's a long weekend, right? And I know you and I are both working today, but even so. I'm sure a lot of people really appreciate the holiday. And uh, what? I guess it's the last month of the year that didn't have one depending on how Easter floats around. I know. So now we've got one. I have to keep reminding myself. I know a lot of people enjoying theirs today. Uh, Let's talk about, though, what's going on in the James Bay neighborhood. What are the concerns there? Yeah, so we've had uh, truck protests, uh, convoys here at the legislature uh, for the past month. Uh, They've been nothing like what's going on in Ottawa, but they're starting to get pretty annoying. Uh, People who live around the legislature live in that area. Oh, you know, trucks going around the buildings, hong, horns honking, noise, racket. Uh, they've had enough. <laughs> They're wishing that the Victoria City Police and the legislature security would do something about it. Uh, the police say the thing is managed. It's within reason. There have been flashes and moments of protest. Uh, somebody tried to set up a tent on the lawn. Somebody drove a truck onto the lawn. They got it off been a few confrontations. Uh, Some reporters have had a rough time. So it's kind of what we've seen elsewhere in microcosm, but the real impact is on the people who live around there and they just wish it would go away. They've had enough. That's true. And they've they've been crossing a line in some cases too, haven't they? Yeah, no, there's been some line crossing. There's no question about that. As I said, you know, you can, I guess when you put it in compared to some of the stuff that's going on, you go, yeah, well, you know, tell that to the people in Ottawa. But no, seriously, Victoria is a peaceful town. And the people who live around the legislature, uh, it's had an increasingly large impact on them. And no, I think it's, uh, I don't know what can be done about it, but I do think it's reached the point where, they should go away. <laughs> they've, they've made their point. They're not building any public support. I mean, it always amazes me with people who stage protests. Do you really care what the public thinks of what you're doing? I well, mean, some of them don't. You, yeah, you get it on the radar screen. I get it. You, you get the politicians to focus. Yeah. Okay, I get that too. Uh, but it, it's clear that the rollout of... Uh, pandemic restrictions, the lifting of pandemic restrictions here in BC is going to be driven by Dr. Bonnie Henry, not by people honking their horns and driving around the legislature building. And it's clear too, Simi, that, you know, whether they want to acknowledge it or not, the Horgan government and Dr. Bonnie Henry have enormous public support uh, for the way uh, this thing is going here in British Columbia. So, as I said, I'm, I'm, I live far enough away from the legislature that I don't have to listen to it, uh, but I, I know from people who live there that, yeah, it's, it's crossed the line in terms of the noise bylaw already. Who knows? Maybe somebody will do what that uh, person in Ottawa did and just go get an injunction against horn honking, and maybe that, that's the way this thing will unfold. Uh, you know, as mm-hmm. you know, somebody there just went, they'd had enough of the politicians and the police explaining why they couldn't do anything, and she went to court and she got an injunction against blowing your horn. Okay, uh, let's also talk about the update coming on this coastal gasoline pipeline camp uh, destruction situation because the RCMP have said from what they've found so far, it doesn't link to previous protests. 
No, that's what they say. Um, it's a very difficult place to investigate because it's remote. It is within uh, the traditional territory of the First Nation. Uh, it's true there's only one road in, but there are forest uh, roads and trails and stuff, and so you can get in and out of there. It's clear this thing was very well organized. One thing I wondered, and I've not seen this noted as a possible trigger for the protest, there were some arrests there last year and some cases where civil contempt was involved. The company building the pipeline recently signaled in court that they might ask the Attorney General of BC to institute criminal contempt proceedings. Now, they didn't go all the way to doing that, but they flagged it recently. And I wondered if that might have at least influenced the timing of this attack. Uh, as I say, we don't know who did it. We certainly can't even begin to say who, who did it or what motivated them. But I just wondered if perhaps that had gotten someone's attention and they had organized this right. thing. But anyway, we don't know. As I said, I just... I think everybody's looking around for some clues as to what happened there, recognizing that for all the condemnation we've had from the Premier and the uh, Solicitor General, uh, who had protesters at his house on the weekend for a different reason, by the way, um, for all of that, um, this is going to be a very tough one to get to the bottom of. I don't, I don't, I'm not confident that the police are going to be able to solve this. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, also, I, I know this week a lot of the focus will be on Budget Day coming. Yeah, so tomorrow is the budget day. The finance minister is doing her media avail today, so she's working on family day as well, Selena Robinson. Uh, we're looking around for clues of what's coming. We had a major announcement on the weekend, and the government sometimes breaks things out of the budget and announces them ahead of time to get more coverage. So uh, Health Minister Adrian Dix on the weekend on Sunday with the Jobs Minister, Ravi Kalon, announced the government is going to be funding 600 more training spaces for nurses in British Columbia. That is a major move. There's really a is. shortage of nurses. There's burnout of nurses. There's retirement of nurses. Uh, that one is going to go over well, uh, $14 million, and I think that's just the money to get going on it. So uh, it's not, not a huge uh, promise in terms of a provincial budget that's $60 billion, but clearly the government addressing one of the big problems that's emerged during the pandemic, which is um, big problems with burnout and shortage of nurses. And one thing they don't seem to be budging on is this issue of hospital parking. No, the minister got asked about that. Adrian Dix got asked about it. There's a petition circulating to keep hospital parking free. He said, look, uh, the government froze parking rates uh, a while ago. In fact, they froze them when they got into government in 2017. Uh, they eliminated, they made free parking in the pandemic, but what they discovered was huge numbers of people were using hospital parking as free parking to get to work, to their neighborhoods, not because they were going into the hospital to visit relatives or, or, or anybody in the hospital. And it, those lots have been impossible to get into. So uh, Dick said no, uh, you know, uh, the rates are frozen. Uh, he sympathizes with uh, people who were using the parking lots for good reason and are now going to have to pay. There will continue to be a waiver for special cases for people 
visiting relatives that are in serious condition in hospital, but we're going to have to go back to pay parking because there just isn't enough parking at the hospitals. Way too many people were abusing the free parking. I know. I just feel like there's a way to add more nuance into that system if they really wanted to. I guess so. Uh, maybe a note from your doctor, maybe a note from, uh, um, you know, justifying uh, the need for free parking. Um, for the workers, that's really more properly a subject for negotiation. We exactly. are into public sector bargaining. Uh, if uh, the public sector unions uh, whose members work in the hospital want free parking as a benefit, um, they could negotiate it in the current round of bargaining. I was thinking more like for patients, for people with yeah. appointments, like for, there's ways to make it easier for those people. Well, you're right about the workers. That's a separate issue. Yeah. But for people who need to use the system, they need to have that parking. They do. And they say that system is going to be in place. So we shall see. I don't, I, we, we haven't heard see. complaints about it. The complaints we've been hearing, Simi, for the last two years are people who do need to go and visit the relative in hospital and can't get into the parking lot because it's full of people that mm. don't need to be there. So they say that system will be in place. I guess we'll see whether there is enough of a protection for people who actually need to go there. Yeah, we'll see, because I had trouble getting a space uh, even when there was pay parking. So we'll see what happens. Thanks yeah. for that, Vaughn. Yeah. Okay, Simi.